Welcome to Yoke Talk, a look behind the scenes at Yoke Youth Ministries. Yoke is transforming communities by mentoring middle school students, equipping young leaders, engaging local churches, and enriching local schools. And in each episode of Yoke Talk, we have a conversation with the people who are making that happen. Hello, Yoke family, and welcome to another episode of Yoke Talk. Today on the podcast, we are launching a brand new five-part series called Yoke Is. Um, our mission at Yoke is to impact middle school students by equipping passionate, faithful mentors to help those students discover their identity and purpose in Christ. So this month, we are talking about some of the key elements that help us accomplish that mission. And today, we are going to be focusing on yoke folk. That is a term that you, if you've listened to this podcast, have probably heard thrown around a lot. And if you've been around the yoke community for a long time, you probably know what that is, but we're going to kind of dive into that today. And for our guests, we have two of our fabulous yoke folk, um, Jacob Adams and Haley Cloud. So thank you guys for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so uh, I, I want to have you guys kind of introduce yourselves. Um, tell, tell me about um, where you serve and how long you've been with Yoke and all that good stuff. Uh, Haley, you could start us off. Yeah, okay. Um, so I'm Haley. Um, I have been serving for four years at the same school. Um, and that school is Union Grove Middle School. And I'm Jacob. Um, I've also been serving for four years since 2016 at Union Grove as a Yoke folk. Awesome. Um, so you guys served uh, freshman to senior year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, did you guys know each other before you started serving at Union Grove together? Uh, briefly, more as like classmates or acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And uh, how, how would you describe your relationship now? Are you, are you guys just friends? Uh, we're, 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 we're cool. <laughs> We get married in a month. Yeah, okay. A month from today. Yep. And depending on when this goes up, it'll be less than that. So, uh, oh, yeah. It'll, it'll still be before then, but you guys are soon to be married. So, that's very exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we are going to be kind of diving into um, these, this idea of what is a yoke folk because we want to give the yoke community um, just an idea of. What are the critical pieces of yoke and how we do yoke and how does it all come together? So that's our focus for today. And I just decided who better to describe what a yoke folk is than some people who have been a yoke folk for quite some time now. So um, whichever one of you wants to go first, um, how would you describe what a yoke folk is in your own words? Um, Well, Haley gave me the nod, so I guess I'm going first. (laughs) Um, I guess to me, a yoke folk is just... Uh, a mentor, a college-age student of some sort, just to middle schoolers, just to go into school, into the middle schools and participate in club uh, once a week, but also just be present in the lives of the students that they're serving. Um, and just to, yoke folk are just really crazy and excited and happy a lot of the times. Uh, but that's all for the purpose of showing middle school students love and just the love of Jesus. Awesome. That's a good description. Haley, anything that he left out? Um, no, I think you did a really great job. I just, I also just think like, um, just like hitting it on the head when he said that, like, we're here to like serve the students, you know, like 
you know, the students may impact our lives more than we'll ever know, but like, we just want to love on these students. We want to meet them where they're at. And that's, you know, that's at their school. Like that's with their friends. And I think that's um, one of my favorite parts about being the Oak folk. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and you guys do a really good job of, of fulfilling that yoke folk role, which is why I wanted to have you guys on today. Um, because um, that, that relationship between um, college students and yoke folk don't have to be college students, but a lot of them are, you know, we have yoke folk that are as young as seniors in high school. And then we have older adults that are yoke folk. So um, they come in all shapes and sizes, but um you guys are a good example of what it looks like to be a yoke folk and be a college student because you guys are both just graduated from Maryville College. I don't know if we if we mentioned that or not. So congratulations. Thank um, you. <laughs> and actually, Jacob, I, I should probably mention you you recently just accepted a uh, some sort of job or something like that. Is that correct? Yes, I am uh, starting this upcoming school year as a eighth grade English teacher for Gresham Middle School in Knox County. Very Very cool. Um, Any particular reason you would want to teach middle school? You have any experience with middle schoolers? (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's where yoke comes from. I mean, you know, going into college, starting, you know, to study, to be a teacher, I definitely wasn't like, you know, heart set on middle school, but after serving for four years and just seeing, the dynamics of middle school students and just the energy that they bring and just the phase in their life that they're in, you know, I think that was a good way for God to tell me that, you know, uh, a role needs to be filled um, in the middle school in some way, uh, preferably as a teacher, just for my career path. But uh, it just really wanted me to get involved in, in that age group. Awesome. And and Haley, I've heard you say that you also want to work with students as well in some capacity. Is that right? Yes. Um, for, yes, of course. I, through Yoke, like it, it broadened my love for students. Um, I wanted to be an elementary school teacher for the longest time. And then um, my senior year of college, I decided to change my major because I decided that I wanted to serve students in a different way besides the classroom. Um, and I, I value anyone who, you know, serves students in the classroom, but I just didn't feel like that was where my heart was anymore. Um, and so I decided that I wanted to, I wanted to go, I wanted to serve the students in like a ministry role. Like I wanted to see the students, you know, I want to work with the students who like may have like trouble at home. Like I, I have like a, a love for wanting to serve the students and meet the students like in their homes or like, you know, work with like DCS or social work and stuff like that. And like, that's just been through yoke, like that grew my passion for that. And so I was extremely thankful that, um, you know, yoke helped me with that and, you know, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think, um, from what I have been able to observe around both of you guys interacting with students, I think you'll both be really good at those things. So, um, fingers crossed. Uh, we're excited that we're going to have you guys <laughs> still uh, still involved with with Yoke at um, at Gresham. I'm sad that you will no longer be in in my county anymore, but glad that we still get to keep <laughs> you in the Yoke family. So, uh, another thing I want to hit on is just why why do we focus on, you know, young adults being the mentors for these 
middle school students. Uh, our, our staff recently read a book called The Passion Generation by Grant Skeldon, and he talked about how there's a sweet spot um, of influence for people that are um, 10 years older or 10 years younger than you. That, that kind of window is um, the best age gap for a mentor and mentee relationship. So that fits with our model pretty well because most of our young folk are young adults or college students, like we were saying, and um, that's about 10 years older than your typical middle school student. So have, how have you guys been able to observe um, the impact of those relationships? Yeah, I definitely think my first year of being a young folk, I obviously like learned so much um, about working with students and just, I had one student tell me um, a story, like some of her struggles. And I just remember thinking about when I was in middle school about how I would have wanted a mentor. I, I would have wanted, I would have wanted a mentor to help me through that. Um, and it was just cool to say to her, you know, this is how Jesus brought me out of that. Um, and it was just kind of, it's just kind of interesting to see the struggles that I went through and that's what they're going through right now. And, you know, wanting to mentor these students, like I could give them like insight, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I can obviously like point them back to Jesus and tell them, um, like, this is his way. Like, this is, you know, this is how, how he can help. Awesome. You have any thoughts on that, Jacob? I mean, yeah, I definitely agree that, you know, as a mentor, you know, in this position, I remember being in middle school myself where I had, you know, I had my youth group, but that was it. I had, you know, Wednesday nights and that was the only time of the week. Um, I went to a bigger church, so I wasn't able to, you know, have meaningful relationships with as many of the leaders as I wanted to. But at Yoke, um, it kind of gave me an opportunity as a mentor to reach out to the students and to develop deeper relationships that last, you know, outside of just club. Um, mm -hmm. Just the kids always know that they can text me, they can call me, anything like that. Because, you know, even though we're no longer at Union Grove, the students that we have there um, are students that we've formed deep and meaningful relationships with. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of questions that we're not equipped with, we're not prepared to answer. But that's a good thing about being at this stage of life that we're in and that they're in. It's just a bunch of questions that we can give advice on. Uh, we can answer to the best of our ability. Um, but there's definitely a lot of times serving where, you know, kids have given me answers because they're in a phase of life very similar to ours in college, uh, just where it's ever changing and just developing. And we're really just finding out who we are. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I like to tell people that I think when you're a college student, by default, you are kind of the coolest person in the world to a middle school student. You don't, it doesn't take that much effort to impress them, um, which is um, a great kind of gateway into opening up those relationships because they already respect you guys. You guys are young enough to be able to goof off and have fun with them, but you're old enough to be able to offer a lot of wisdom and insight into their lives. So. Um, thank you guys for kind of giving us a picture of what that looks like. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about where yoke folk come from. So obviously we have to recruit our yoke folk every year. That's a big part of my job as the area director for Blount County is recruiting and training volunteers. But um, I think there's kind of two ways that we come across yoke folk. We recruit them, which is how Jacob got involved from Haley, kind of pulling him into it. 
Um, and then we also can kind of grow our own, our own yoke folk, so to speak. Uh, we can, we can grow them from the yoke kids that we are serving in the middle school. So we have a, a, a program called future folk that's for high school students. And, um, that's kind of a way to bridge the gap between middle school and college, um, for the kids who want to stay involved with yoke. And the Union Grove team has been a really cool picture of what that can look like because you guys have like a bunch of future folk uh, on your team um, that were you guys as yoke kids just a year or two ago, right? Yeah. Um, so can you speak a little bit about what that looks like to grow your own yoke folk? So when we first came to Union Grove, it was a very um, small club. Um, I remember our first year, there was maybe, you know, 10 on average 20 was like our biggest club that year if that if that and um this past year we had upwards of you know an average of what would you say 40 Mm -hmm. 40 per club and our top club was maybe 60 Mm -hmm. so we just see a lot of growth from that and a lot of that is because you know the kids feel like they belong and they want to be there um that being said they also don't want to leave and that's a great thing because we've got (laughs) a handful of future folk that are still there and you know we trust them that they are equipped you know to take on this leadership position but um definitely being there four years we were able to see them as sixth graders all the way to eighth graders and now you know into high school and onwards from that um so it's really just you know taking these kids and working into them so much that they feel uh, you know, that yoke is a part of them and just the idea of growing them into yoke folk, into future leaders, into, you know, people who want to be involved in the ministry and just do good and have fun with it and just lead others. Yeah. Um, Haley, can you, can you tell me a little bit about maybe the other side of recruiting yoke folk? I mean, the actual recruitment aspect, um, what does it look like to get um, to recruit yoke folk to your team? Because I know you guys have, have attempted that a lot at Maryville College and you've had some success too. Yeah. Um, so I'll just go into the story of like how I got to recruit Jake. And he, he, we were in a study group one day and he just simply asked me like, what kind of ministries were you part of in Maryville? And I had just started yoke like first, probably like first few clubs I had been to and I told him about yoke and he like immediately applied and um, was placed into the same school. And so like, that's how I, you know, Jake got involved, but we also have had a few friends like get involved at Miracle College too. And I think it's just the fact that like um, we've, we've had conversations with people. We tell them like, you know, it's so much fun. You get to just be crazy and silly with these students, but you also get to like share the gospel with them and you get to, you know, like just do life with them. And, um, I think a lot of times like college students like want to pour in to, to, you know, younger age kids, but they don't, they just don't know like the opportunities that are around them, you know? And so like a lot of times, um, yoke folk are great ways to be the recruiters you know and like obviously like when um the the staff comes to the school and that's an incredible way to get you know gain yoke folk but um I think it's just been the from the people who have got who the conversations that we've had with people I think what's really gotten them is you know that we've we've talked to those people we've we've poured into those people as well but we've you know expressed how 
awesome the um the opportunity to do yoke is and you know it's a blessing to be able to do it you know and we don't want to take advantage of that and i know that you uh y'all y'all's team leaders jacob and margaret um have done a really good job of uh pushing you guys to be always trying to replace yourselves as they say um you, they they i think that their language was you weren't allowed to leave until you replaced yourself so i like that that line of thinking uh, i also want to talk a little bit about leadership development when it comes to uh, yoke folk leadership development is one of our core values and we um did a podcast episode about that pretty recently in our core values series but i want to talk about what that looks like um for a yoke folk specifically so um what what has that looked like for you guys how, how do you feel like your time with yoke has developed you as a as a leader i definitely think um like the biggest things for me is like margaret like my our team leaders like margaret is one of my mentors like i'll go to her you know like she is definitely like poured into my life and um just that her their family has and i definitely also think like the staff has you know like um y'all have definitely poured into our lives if ever we need help like we can always come to you guys you know uh, but also like when we have leadership development camps you know when it's just leaders like that's such a great way to also meet the other leaders, but then also like for y'all to pour into us, you know, like, and that, so I think that's one of the biggest things that I've experienced with leadership development is I know that there are greater leaders that can pour into my life. So I definitely think that if you want to have a successful club, uh, it takes sort of that initiative to, to, to step into big shoes that you might not be comfortable with. Um, so just kind of, breaking out of your comfort zone a lot. I know that I'm not uh, naturally a very, I guess, energetic or hyper person, but, or loud person per se. But, you know, when, when clubs start, when, when you want, to. I can be, I can be when I want to, but. I heard you do the time, avocado song. Hey, don't oh, get me started on the avocado song. I tell you what, it'll be, I'll be here all day. But uh, I definitely think that just having the, the opportunity to step out of that comfort zone and to see my potential in leading students in ways that I wouldn't naturally lead them uh, has definitely expanded my horizon on how to how to access these uh, these middle school students. Um, and then you know, there's a lot of times where I also a uh, student taught at the same school that I was a yoke book at Union Grove, so I was able to kind of see. Uh, I was able to see these students in a different perspective, but that also gave me the ability to know how to lead these students and how to, um, you know, access them in a way that a lot of, you know, just normal classroom college stuff wouldn't have prepared me for the classroom management that leading club would. Yeah. I think that's, that's really cool that you got to have the the double vantage point of your students of seeing them as, both a, a student teacher and as a yoke folk, and now carrying that with you to your new position as a, as a teacher at Gresham, like um, you're gonna be able to see these students in a lot of different settings and that gives you just even more opportunities to invest in them, so that's really cool. Um, the last thing I wanna talk to you guys about is the community aspect of being a yoke folk. So um, for you guys, um, this seems pretty easy because it led to a wedding. Um, 
But uh, is there any other, any, anything else you want to say about just um, that community aspect? Um, so I guess like the biggest community that I've been so, so thankful for with, you know, getting into yoga is obviously like I've met some of my best friends, like, um, you know, and that I can never, you know, I can be forever grateful for that. And so I'm thankful, but also like, you know, definitely with Margaret and Jacob, like we built a family, we built a, we built a community with them, you know, and like now, like their kids, their two daughters, like are flower girls and like that's so special to us too, you know? Um, and just the love and support that we've gotten from them and, um, just having like that family to go to, like when we were in college, you know, they were right there. Um, so we've just been extremely thankful for them and also us getting married. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, besides the, the whole marriage thing, uh, there's been, there's been all right parts, you know, I can't <laughs> complain about that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, uh, I definitely think that there's a, just, I guess, intrinsic or like natural, community aspect when it comes to yoke you know being with being with them so long I have just an abundance of yoke t-shirts and stuff and whenever I'm out in public you know people I never I never knew how big yoke was and how you know ingrained in the community around Knoxville and Maryville that it was but if I'm walking around there's always at least somebody who notices the t-shirt and will ask about it whether I went to yoke or whether I'm a yoke leader and that sort of thing. And like Haley said, you know, there's, there's been so many great experiences and so many of our best friends have come from Yoke, um, whether they come with us to Yoke or whether we found them at Yoke and just, you know, we wouldn't have known those people that blessed our lives in the same way if we hadn't have met them. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you guys for sharing that. And, uh, Thank you for your time today on the podcast. I think you guys give us a pretty good picture of what a yoke folk is. Sweet. Thank you. We will uh, be back next week with another episode about um, the importance of yoke, yoke's ministry being school-based. So stay tuned for that. Um, but uh, we will see you next time. To learn more about yoke, visit yokeyouth.com. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at yokeyouth.com.